0: Okay, so what I'm noticing is that things are kind of okay um, in a good way, like in a really great way, right? I am just in the process of being able to just like have a really great day ahead, like really excited about that. What am I really grateful for anyways, right, that like gives me that, oh, um, about a great day moving forward, let's say. <coughs> so, I would say that even though partway through this week, on that super snowy day, I kind of had a feeling of like a tickling in my throat, feeling like I couldn't really use a lot of my energy for reading out loud that day, at least I was able to coordinate for a bunch of little friends to come over for, like, four hours a day, and at least I was able to just, like, be in some kind of way of coordinating so they can have some chess games and even with me, and I've been able to, you know, just have some moments of rest <laughs> And then also, since the beginning of this week, like, be able to have moments of, of writing, right? That's been really fun to, like, actually be able to plug in, like, a thousand words a day every day this week, actually. So that's been really, like, what? Right? Because, like, a lot of times in the podcast, this National Novel Writing Month, it's like, oh, by the way, this is really hard to even do the simple fact of typing out a certain number of words, right? Um, whether that's because of writer's block or whatever it was in the past, right? And for some reason this time, there's so much in there that i just like waiting to come out and... I just need enough time to just carve it all out, right? And enough, like, muscle to be able to actually do it. Like, I kind of, like, yesterday we did a little writing prompt at my writer's club all about this idea of, like, NaNoWriMo, right? So then it's like, hey, write about this month, basically. And so we go for five minutes and see what comes out. <clears throat> the other prompt was also snow, right? And so, And we write it out, and I'm surprised that I didn't write, and there's something more (coughs) to do with, yes, I said tingly fingers, but I kind of had this feeling throughout the week. I'm like, yeah, somebody needs to do, like, a tribute to writers and NaNoWriMo writers because they are serious Olympic athletes of the fingers, right? (laughs) Like, holy smokes, there's so much going on there. Like, I remember my first or second day just, like, trying to do dishes after, And being like, my fingers don't work the same. And then I have this like pain in my ribs, (laughs) in my shoulders, and in my back, and I'm like, what what is my body like transforming into, right? I know, there's like tennis elbow, but somehow there's like writer's finger or writer's rib or writer's back or writer's shoulders, right? So that's been kind of an interesting acknowledgement. <clears throat> and I'm just like setting myself up for as much success as I can possibly muster right now. And by the way, I think if I'm just going to like rate myself in my color zones right now, because I always like to check in about that, I would say about like, let's just say like yellow nine, right? Like it's not like a yellow 10 turning into like a green one, but it's like a yellow one nine, right? Like it's, it's chipper enough. But definitely not, like, free-flowing for all, like, like, constantly in that phase of, like, ultimate creativity and ultimate, like, on-top-of-the-world kind of space, right? But I'm, like, in that happy-okay kind of space, which is a good place to be, right? Like, it's not terrible. So I'm going in that direction. And by the way, I got this zone stuff from one of my friends, um, who just so happened to turn into one of my friends because she just moved into this area. Um, But at the same time, she's also this, like, um, she started life coaching, and she's doing this awesome, like, little retreat thing at the end of the month, and it's going to be in this, like, amazing place called Charmed, it's going to be so fantastic. Um, So that's gonna be so like beyond. For whoever that gets to like really sink in to that, I'm so excited for her. so excited. She talks all about zones all the time, as well as just like beautiful techniques for a person to develop a rhythm and a lifestyle of of really making space for themselves, right? I think so often in this life, um, especially for a person that's very service-oriented, we we do the whole, like, you know, forget ourselves and serve others thing. But I don't know that we do it in the best way that we possibly could, right? I don't think it's quite literal, the way that it's said there, like, forget yourself and serve kind of thing in this quote. I think what's most important is to actually remember how blessed we are and serve, you know? Like, and and make sure that we're constantly in that cycle of like, you know, when they say like, love one another as I've loved you, it's like, take the time to make sure that you're receiving all of that love that is for you and and share it, right? Kind of like this idea I've been playing with where I was teaching yoga again. And this one person shared this idea. What if, you know, because her friend shared this idea with her. It's like, what if instead of going like filling our cup, emptying our cup, like figuratively, and like filling it up again with things that are our inhale and all that stuff. What if we could like inhale, like fill up our cup, but also on the exhale, we're not like just like emptying our cup necessarily. We're like, we're sharing with people what is our full inhale and then what's all the extras because we do like when we inhale we inhale and then there's stuff that stays for sure we don't exhale everything there's stuff that actually does stay in our bodies for our use and we don't give that away to people we just give the extras right we actually do we only ever give the extras to others and so that was like a really neat concept to just consider you know, deeply inhaling even more often if I feel like I'm going to be getting ready for a push of doing a bunch of exhales here that I'm setting myself up for, right? And so that's been nice. I've been really grateful for my like podcasty kind of rhythms because that's been really helpful for me to be like, hey, by the way, I might not. Say that like washing dishes is one of my top favorite things. Like I would make a vacation just to do this and have the the pleasure to do this. And hey, I would say that I'm glad to find little tools and things like that that assist and support me along the way while I do things that are just not my. My first cup of tea, right? Which is kind of funny that I say that because sometimes when I go on vacation, I miss washing dishes. I actually do. I can't wait to be in a space where we're with other people because I can't... Like, I appreciate the whole hotel experience, but I don't love it. I don't love it as much, actually, as when we're, like, staying over at someone's space, living in their space, and just having this, like, roommate experience where we can just, like... Help with dishes, and and it can still feel like a a sense of feeling like you're you're living there, right? Kind of, I guess, almost like a hostile or whatever it is, right? Um, or is it a hostile? <laughs> I guess hostile is a totally different word. So, anyways, that's kind of some of the sense that I have there, and I'm just super grateful to just ponder in that way. Like, I've just been starting the day just kind of hoping to just get a good chunk of these dishes kind of washed. Um, Because I hate when it comes to that point where, you know, because of my lack of diligence and my laziness, I begin to start blaming other people for, you know, like, problems that haven't been solved yet that I could have solved, like, if I had taken the time to be preventative or sy- more systematic and that kind of thing. So, I don't really believe in blame, even though in my, in my past I really used it a lot, right? And so, I'm just really grateful to just kind of be in this new space, of uh, feeling like, nope, I'm gonna take charge of what is possible for me to take charge in. And then when I ask other people for help, it's not gonna be like this all the time thing, but when I'm asking for help, I'm like asking for help. Because it's actually something that I, I'm i at a boundary at. I'm like, I cannot do this right now. And I need help with it. <coughs> I feel like that's those are important services to ask for, right? Services that you can't really do yourself, nor do, you, nor, nor do you want to really make time for because you're actually using that space and time for something else that is more worth your time. And that's a good thing, right? To be discerning and to be honest about when you're looking for help or something. So I guess I'm just really glad and grateful for all those things. Um, I have so much to be grateful for right now, like, like I said. Being able to feel like I'm on this rhythm, and um, and then also just like being able to wake up even slightly early, right? Because I had a feeling I was just gonna wake up late. That's kind of what I thought. I was like, I know I set this alarm, I'm probably not gonna wake up, right? Thankfully, I have a coughing baby right beside me, and she woke me up before my alarm, and I'm like, oh. Well, I could complain about this, but I'm just going to call it grace because I was really worried that I wouldn't even wake up. So, yeah, that's great. And that's really great. And I guess I think it's really great because, I don't know, like, I appreciate the opportunity to honor when my kids have a desire for something that's a good thing, right? And I'm like, yeah. Let's do that. Like, a ch- I had a child a couple weeks ago be like, What's the next time we're gonna go see the dentist? I'm like, Uh, good question, right? Because we've been out of the rhythm because we didn't have a vehicle for a bit, or like just different situations where I wasn't sure how to travel with a bunch of kids in the early morning and feel good about it, and da da da, right? But for some reason, I called in and I was going to book an appointment, then they're like, oh, you're already booked for like next week. It's like, oh, well, thank you. Right? Like that was good timing, right? So she's been just waiting. This like six year old girls just been waiting just every day, like how many more days, right? Like, I'm like, aww, like, like I don't notice any cavities, but I wonder if the x-rays or whatever will be able to tell something different. So that's going to be nice and yeah like i said super grateful for the wordy thing super grateful for just like different pockets of time where i can just allow for my thinking time to just process happily uninterrupted and i can have enough of a soak in my thinking time kind of space i think i used to be super embarrassed by how much thinking time i needed right I used to be like, man, why can't I just be like so ready to be on like for this many hours a day and this kind of thing. But it wasn't until I read Essentialism and kind of heard this author basically say, like, every person needs time to innovate, time to be creative, time to just have their own personal time to, to download what's theirs to download kind of thing, right? to find their art and find their their voice, find their thoughts and that kind of thing. And like, and how like some of the top, I don't know, most successful people in the world take time to do thinking time, like once a year or something, like for a week, you know? That's like the best like rhythm that they've kind of figured out. If not more than that, right? Like that's just like a symbol of saying, hey, let's make this a priority. If you don't make it a priority, you're gonna have to, have to at least commit to this once a year, week-long, like, quiet thinking time kind of a retreat, basically, right? And when I saw that like it was, I was like, oh, that's really fun. Like, that's, like, amazing fun, right? Like, that's, it's fun, one, it was super validating, because I was like, yeah, I feel like I'm just constantly depleted of my thinking time space, right? And like, where, where does it go, right? Like, and how do I even carve it out? But, but when I can at least just say, I don't need to figure out how I'm gonna carve it out. All I have to figure out is just to wake up early enough so that that can become a bit of a rhythm for me. Um, and, and let's just work with that kind of thing, right? So that's been kind of nice to just kind of submit into that a little bit. But then also, like, I'm constantly juggling and balancing, right? Like, it's not always appropriate to go straight up thinking time mode. I usually only do it when it's kind of an emergency. And it's like, no, I'm going to go to thinking time because I'm about to be in red. And I have a standard of trying to not be in red as often as possible, right? Hopefully, I'll get into a bit more of a rhythm of more of a preventative mode of thinking time you know, where I do it in the morning, right, like, and do it at times where it's a little bit more convenient, right, and a little bit more conducive to family life, because, like, because I, man, it's one of my pet peeves. I'm still learning how to be forgiving and, like, um, accepting of myself with this, but it is such a big pet peeve of mine. I just detest when I am in a emergency mode, like, tanking to red, and, and there's other people in my space that are also in the same place, right? They're also tanking. And so it's just this, this terrible <coughs> space where I wish I was able to help and assist them, but because of my lack of self-reliance in my emo- own emotional state, because that's how I see it as, I'm not able to, right? I'm in the fire. In the, I'm in the same fire they are, and I don't have any equipment, right, to get us out. Basically, so then I need to take some time, going all the way back to the firehouse, getting all the equipment. Basically, that's kind of me trying to get out of the red zone. So then I can take them and, like, hopefully, save them out of the fire before it's too late. That's basically how it's going for me right now. Which. Maybe I shouldn't be so embarrassed about it. Maybe I could be a little bit more graceful and grateful and be like, hey, at least I have a desire to go and do something and go and find the firehouse, get my tools, get all of my stuff, and come back useful, right? Because that's a huge step in itself. So maybe I could give myself like just even more of an ounce of like a free ticket there, right? Because I do. I do have a desire. I'm just very like clumsy and forgetful and cumbersome and you know all of these things that I'm still learning how to overcome, right? And, and do it in a in a way that is like timely, right? Like I you know, sometimes I just feel like I'm doing such a disservice for everyone around me and my immediate family because I just feel so I don't know wasteful or like so like. Just non-efficient, or you know, so many of these things. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm just starting to learn. No, I'm not a waste. You know, I'm not like just totally just a waste, right? Like I I can believe that there's definitely aspects of who I am and what I do that are some in some way, shape, or form really useful, even if I can't see it with my naked eye, right? It's literally one of those butterfly things where butterflies cannot see themselves because they, don't, they are not looking at a mirror all day. They're actually going about doing their beautiful butterfly thing and you can't really catch that in a mirror. You really can't because the mirror only catches you in a frozen frame, right? It doesn't really catch you in motion, right? Doing all the things that you do, right? So those are some things that I've been like processing. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that makes good sense. And like, I don't have to like, you know, try to do some kind of healing session, like get myself out of yellow, want to try to for green, and then somehow turn myself back into red somehow because of my own self-talk and my own self-concept, right? I want to be this person that has like a really good self-concept, and, like, is able to talk myself into higher levels of being able to receive greater levels of downloading, inspiration, and revelation, and creativity, and, and innovation. You know, all of those beautiful things that are of, like, a godlike, holy kind of quality of, of using my power, my agency, the way that I, it was intended, I believe, right? And so that's kind of where I'm going with that. It's like, yeah. I can I can work with that. Okay. So this is me trying to cultivate that space of like, oh, by the way, I kind of have many situations to take care of today. And I need to manage my own zone, my own PE, and all these things, so I can manage all of the circumstance and the situations of the day, right? So thankfully... I feel like I've kind of equipped myself this week to be able to do that. Like, I've been able to go to the temple yesterday. So good. Like, so good. Um, and that was awesome. So that was, like, one way to, like, fortify myself and and get myself into a space where I can be like, yeah, this is what it means to, like, like, you know, fortify my fortresses and all of that kind of thing. So... I'm super pleased and delighted that I get to have that rhythm in my life because it's super helpful. Like it's nothing like, it's almost like I'm learning a new language all over again. You know, kind of like how it was when I started learning French or tried to like renew my Chinese-ness with Chinese speaking and all that kind of stuff. That's kind of how I feel right now. I'm like super hardcore volunteer mode learning all the ins and outs, trying not to offend anyone as I go because I'm kind of a, like, zesty, zealous kind of a person, but also, like, being being forward enough but also humble enough all at the same time somehow, right? So that's really good for me to have something to, to learn and grow in. Um, I'm super grateful that I can be as helpful as I can possibly be. And it's, it's nice because it's kind of a simulation. It's like a controlled environment where I get to learn and grow. Um, and in some ways, it's delightful because in some ways when I'm there, I kind of feel like I get to just experience a tad for like five hours what it might be like in the celestial kingdom, you know, just as in my imaginary space in my head of like what I guess it could feel and look like. And then when I leave, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, or maybe it would be more accurate to say it's almost like me getting to be in the Garden of Eden or something. And then when I walk out, it's kind of like me going into the dark and dreary, you know, like just going into not a celestial realm, but like a telestial kind of realm, right, where where everything is just kind of, you know, where you get to be right beside God and. And you just kind of make up your own systems as you go because you've just kind of decided that you were going to create your own systems and not follow God's ways or something like that, right? Or a world that kind of has chosen that path, right? So, So then here I am kind of like making up my own, right? Because nobody's really told me, oh, like, okay, maybe I shouldn't say it like that. I'm sure there's lots of people that give all the recommendations in the world how to, like, be the best homemaker or how to... How to, like, create, like, a gospel harmonious home and all of these kinds of things, right? But I really do feel like it's on each individual person to figure out for themselves, how are they going to do it for themselves? You know, you can take all your time and money, like, thinking and reading and, and wondering how other people do it, and then it gets to the point where it's like, but how are you going to do it? Like, what are you going to do that's going to be your version of how you do it? Like, are you really just going to cookie cutter yourself? Like some, from somebody else's experience and just call it good, or are you going to make your own personal no, mo, like modifications according to the specific needs of your family, and be okay with the imperfectness that there there is there, right? And that's kind of like my space and my realm that I'm toying playing with right now. It's like it's like 9:30 in the morning, and I'm I'm really grateful that I got to serve, right? Like it it always gives me this height of like, of, of super awesomeness and super humbleness, right? Because then it's just like, I, I did get to learn how I might want to be super awesome at something immediately, but realize for sure that it takes practice, right? And there are many things that I experienced yesterday that, that just brought me into that space of like, Wow. I'm not as good as I think I am about, like, you know, not not as skilled or as, as practiced or, or experienced or any of those things as I would think I could be, right? But at the same time, it's okay because that's the, the life of a beginner with anything, right? Because there's a lot of other people that have been doing it for 20 years that are all around me. And that's what it looks like to do something for 20 years. You do it seamlessly. You just kind of do it out of your breath that kind of thing. So that's where I'm at with that. Love it, love it, love it. Um, woke up this morning kind of having a big, a bit of a trickle of a desire to be like, oh, I want to do some writing, right? Because I kind of just want to write a 1,000 words every day at least and just call it good. Um, but at least I got to read some of my writing prompts that I wrote the other day. So like, my thing is, I just kind of blitz it. I don't really pay attention to how many words I'm actually writing because I kind of feel like... If I have more energy one day, I'll just keep going, and I'll maybe get to 3,000 or 4,000 words, and I'll be happy with that. And then other days, I kind of realized that those are my makeup days, where it's like I wrote that many words so that I could take breaks on other days too and not feel so constrained to be like, no, was my writing time kind of thing, right? And getting grumpy about it because I didn't get to it before I started my other volunteering job, basically, right? My next 20 years volunteer job, right? Of being able to be some kind of a person that guides and supports and assists these little people in a very intimate way as the mama, right? And so that's kind of me. And so here I am now. It's like 9.40. I've only really had like two cups of smoothie and I can already feel like the tanking kind of happening because although the smoothie is like super nourishing because it is, it's like mango and like blueberry and like honey, right? Like can't you just like live off of that? I think I used to be able to. Like when I was a little younger, like 10 years ago, man, I lived off of smoothies like for whole pregnancies it felt like. <laughs> and I would just run and run and run and run. I had so much adrenaline, so much whatever. but. I, I think something has shifted in my like metabolism and my use of nutrients and like, and having been depleted of so much stores over the years after five babies and two other pregnancies, miscarriage, whatever, you know, like those kinds of things that over time, it's kind of taken a bit of a toll so that, that, and then other stressors, right? Like life stressor moment experiences of my life, have also just amounted to this feeling and experience of, like, okay, though. Like, honestly, like, it could be really helpful to take time to, like, refill the cup, right? That I'm noticing is, like, empty, right? And to notice the difference between different foods that do a good job versus, like, a not-so-good job, right? And, And just, like, making time to make sure I'm actually getting my bang for my buck as often as possible. So every so often... I kind of just whip out something quick and it's like, oh yeah, mango smoothie, let's do it. Um, Cause it's like one blender, you can have instant food as soon as possible, let's do this, right? Um, other times I, I like, am so like homemaking, and I'm like, hey, I even clean the dishes like the day of that I use them. And so the next day I can wake up and actually like make porridge or maybe even have made pancakes. It's been like a couple years since I made pancakes only because of the sheer fact that that I am backed up in my cleanliness life so that pancakes is never a first thought because it's like, no, 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 pancakes means I need two spoons, I need a frying pan, I need a bowl to put these pancake batter in and I need a blender versus a blender that is just a blender and some cups to be able to make a smoothie, right? versus like a pot that could be porridge and some bowls and a spoon. I don't know why it's that much of an extra step just to make pancakes because I need two spoons, right? (laughs) Or like one big bowl, right? Um, But maybe, I don't know. I don't know the psychology there. But for some reason, if I had a waffle maker, I would probably put in the effort like every day because I'm like, I like waffles. I just like the shape of them. I like them way more than circular pancakes, even though I'm kinda Asian. Not kind of, I'm full Asian. <laughs> and and we really do like circular foods. It's kind of a tradition of like New Year's, eat like Chinese New Year kind of stuff. Everything's circular, you know, it's just like some kind of idea. I don't know if it's connected with the moon or whatever. But it, it's a thing, right? And I appreciate it because I do. I like round things too. I think they're cute. They make me think of polka dots. So, other than that, I would say I'm doing pretty good. Like, I went on one of my favorite websites this morning. Was that not a step in my self-concept growing today? I went on my favorite websites this morning. Because usually I'm in the mentality of, like, serve and sacrifice all and just call it good. And then, like, drop dead on my bed and that's how I do life. But today, you know, in the in-betweens, I was like, oh, I'm going to go check out one of my favorite websites. Right? And so I went. I love using this website because it's so inspiring. There's nothing like media that gets you every time, where you can know it's going to be an always activity every time. And then there's thousands of new videos that I haven't found in a while, right? Because there's this annual conference that goes on. And then every annual conference, there's all these new videos that come out to teach people how to become even more humane in their efforts to consider the legacy that they're um, ancestors led them to, to this moment so that they can move forward and take their next step to, to carry on that legacy, right? That's basically the general tone of this whole website, right? So there's all these different methods of doing it. You know, some people inspire others to be like, hey, take the, the family history that you have in all of these different suitcases and whatever and digitize all of it, right? So that it can be passed on to the next generation even more easily Rather than like lugging around this, this paper suitcase or whatever, like to house to house to house and hoping that it's not going to get shredded to pieces, you know, like there's some kind of power in like digitizing things sometimes just to keep that like good copy record. I love that, right? And then there's this other guy that I found that he's like, he has a similar history to me, right? Family from China, Hong Kong, moving to Canada four generations, da, 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 da. like awesome. The only thing was I went on and just w- onto his two videos he made, and they're all Cantonese, which is awesome, but the level of Cantonese he's at is not at the same level as me, so I'm just like, oh goodness. It was a good humbling moment for me because then it's like, oh, well I'm glad that at least I've gotten support with this area in ways that I wouldn't have gotten support if I didn't take advantage of those opportunities I had in the past to have people that legitimately speak the language and live in those places to help me, right? So that's been awesome. It helped me remember why I sacrificed whatever I did to be able to get that help when I did, right? And that I'm going to continue getting that help rather than trying to figure it all on my own to do it yourself version of trying to do family history in a foreign language, right? So not capable of doing that as like a self-taught person. Like, no way. um, But I believe that people can do it that focus on it and that pray about it and, and keep striving for it, you know? Like, if they literally have to be the pioneer of something, I totally believe they will get the strength that they need to pioneer whatever they need to do. Because it's important to Heavenly Father, right? So, that was something I really liked. Roots Tech, awesome. I love that website. Um, and now, it's going to be like, I don't know, 15 minutes away from this cute little, like, diddy. That I love getting. I love how they created more of these things, right? It's this thing that that's been going on for the, like the last three years or so. It's like this virtual kind of a like a primary kind of conference for like kids ages, let's say, six to twelve, right? Um, and maybe even younger, right? And it's it's different, right? It's like not a face to face that is usually for youth. It's not like a like a devotional that's usually for adults. It's like a, a kid version, right? So then here they are. They have these kids being hosts, and then they kind of go through different crafts they can do and different stories and different adventures, and then they have, like, usually this updated cartoon of this, like, series that they just update every time that they do it. And I think it's darling. I think it's super darling. It's like we get the magazine from these people, like, every month. Not as often, because we need to resubscribe, But, you know, like, it's nice to feel connected with other people in the world that care about the things that you care about, and see how they do that in their life. You know, they care about the same things, but the way that different people do it, um, do their life according to what they care about, is really fascinating. I don't know, I really care about humanity. I really care about... Socialness, right? Like, you could call it social studies or whatever, but I care more about, like, I don't really care. Okay, I do care. I care about everything to do with social studies, and I care about the real-life application of social studies in a social working kind of a way, right? Um, so, so, that's what I really like. It's like, I really like this, this cute little ditty that's going to start in, like, 15 minutes. That, and I love supporting it because I really actually believe they do great media, right? I just uh, posted this little ditty to a bunch of people in a network that I'm connected with, right? Of different moms just sharing, like, their proud moments and their thing, their favorite things and all of that kind of stuff. And I really appreciate it getting to feel like, you know, I could share something, right? Like, this is something important and special to me. I could share a little ditty about how proud I am of this organization, that has created this video. Because back in the day, like 18 years ago, they sure didn't make videos like this. There was like nothing, right? Like there was like maybe one or two videos, right? But, but nothing really. You could basically go about your day going through all the videos that there were and then going with that, right? And now it's like they come out with new videos like every seemingly every day, right? Like it's probably once a week or something like that. But it's just really fabulous how things have grown in areas of like sharing information and media and and everything to the point where it's like super awesome, right? It's like they create media that you want to share with your friends, right? That you, you feel proud of, right? So you're like, oh, share this with somebody, right? So, I don't know. I really appreciate that. I've also been studying Elder Kosei's words this week. I hope to highlight his talk some more. I'm really excited for that. Um, Some other things that I'm, like, pondering on recently are just, like, about, like, improving my ministering spirit, right? Like, a spirit that's, like, just striving for a pure love of Christ and doing the little things that are just going to keep me in that mentality of, like, oh, how can I be thoughtful of people that are the most vulnerable in my own circle, for example, right? So that's something that I'm, I'm trying to help cultivate in my heart, as well as just like thinking about, oh, like, so if that's how I want to do that, how can I also be doing a life where I'm just being so much more attentive to just being... Just having an eye single to the glory of God. That's basically what I want, right? Like, that was the whole tone of my whole, like, I wouldn't call it repentance process, but, like, my process of, like, going from a place of, like, kind of embarrassment and kind of, like, feeling like, man, I'm still so little and I have so much to learn and that kind of feeling, to then getting to a place of, it's okay, I'm in a learning process, yes? I don't need to stay in that space of making the same mistakes over and over and over again. And it's okay to be wanting to grow and wanting to learn and wanting to improve. And if anything, that's probably the best place that I could be going right now, right? So, you know, instead of feeling like, oh, I should just give up doing whatever said thing I'm doing to try to improve different said areas that I just constantly am not very natural at, it's been really good for me to be like, no, I'm doing what I'm doing because that's the desire of my heart. Even though I'm not very graceful at it, um, I can still keep trying and it will be of a great benefit. You know, as I keep learning and growing for the next year, learning and growing and trying over and over again. So that's what I'm thinking about.